Hello, I'm Christopher Hooten, Culture Editor of The Independent, and welcome to Kernels. FX and BBC Two's Atlanta is, to quote my guest this week, a black-ass show. It's also my very favourite show on TV right now, to the point where if you sit down in the pub with me, we probably wouldn't even make it 20 minutes before I bring the show up. It's daring and original and nuanced, and it's a shame that while it's already scooped a ton of awards, the ratings for it aren't as big as they probably should be. People admonish me when I tell them I thought Moonlight was just average. It was sentimental and one-dimensional. A decent indie movie, yeah, but certainly not a best picture. They're appalled that I didn't enjoy such a resolutely black piece of cinema, but most of these very same people apparently championing black content haven't actually gotten around to watching Atlanta, a project infinitely superior in its depiction of black life. Its characters are actually flawed, that increasingly rare thing. Unfairly disadvantaged by the pigment in their skin, yes, but also prone to struggle because of a multitude of other issues and factors. They're just fucked up like we all are. Imperfect like we all are. Though Donald Glover, a true free thinker, to quote Kanye West, is the shining creative light of the show having written, acted and directed on it, Brian Tyree Henry is Atlanta's secret weapon. It's been said that a good scene can be told with no dialogue, and Brian demonstrates a similar approach to acting. His up-and-coming rapper character Paperboy is so hilarious and a sympathetic character without even saying a word. It's those big sad eyes that led me to declare Brian the heir apparent to James Gandolfini in the title of this episode. And the parallels are clear between Paperboy and Tony Soprano, I think, who is of course Gandolfini's career-defining role. These are two tough, uncompromising, irritable and exhausted men who nevertheless convey humanity and even an amiability. So here follows my chat with Brian, which I should warn you is fairly Atlanta-centric, so you might want to catch a few episodes of the show before listening. Required watching might not sound fun, I know, but you'll thank me, I promise you. Oh, and one more little bit of pre-explanation. The hero we refer to during the interview is Hiro Mirai, the director of several episodes of Atlanta, along with Donald Glover's world-dominating This Is America video and a few eps of HBO's fun assassin comedy Barry. Like Brian, who just got nominated for an Emmy for Atlanta, Hero's headed for some big things. All right, here's me and Brian. Hope you enjoy. Good to meet you. Hey, what's up? Nice yeah. to meet you too, man. How's it going? Pretty good. Busy day, busy day, busy day. Yeah? How long are you in town for? Until uh, Sunday. Yeah? Yeah. Just here, uh, just doing a little bit of press for this Just thing. more than a little press, <laughs> but it's all good. Yeah, I've been slowly working over in the cast to speak to Zazie and Lakeith, like, I think for season one, so... Oh, okay. Around, but, um, cool, man. Yeah, I've really uh, been enjoying season two. It's just wild. Like, Thanks. <laughs> I like that it had the kind of the courage to just go crazy with it and just take it like yeah we'll go a completely different way this time yeah yeah <laughs> did you know um did you know it was going to be so like standalone in vibe no not was at a all surprise when you got the scripts yeah man I mean we don't really get the, the the scripts ahead of time like most people think like we're discovering it uh as we go along you know and that, I think that's great because it allows our writers to kind of see where we're going and and figure out how we're going and uh you just got to go along with it so there are a lot of things that I didn't know were going to happen until I got the script in my hand and then it's like oh you're shooting the next day yeah so I kind of like that because it keeps the play alive and it keeps uh you know the surprise element of the show the way it is so yeah I didn't really know which way we were going this yeah time. you were kind of lucky because your character had kind of pretty much two standalone episodes really the uh was that lucky is that what we were going to say it was like it was, <laughs> they were very hard to do like they were very very hard but I mean like, they must they must be fun to do those where you've where you've got like the entire episode well I mean not really because like uh, they are great you know I don't want to say that they're not cool to do but like you know, the relationships kind of get a little bit away from each other and you kind of, like, are a little scared sometimes. It's like, mm. you know, this is the most away from, uh, from Darius I've ever been. And I was like, oh, my God. But then we introduced this dude named Tracy and you're like, oh, shit. Like, 
okay, where are we going to go? You know, we all talked about that. Are we like, what are our relationships now? Like, you know, there are a lot of things that I discovered this season that I didn't even realize were happening. Like, Alfred never drives his car. You know what I mean? But yet my car gets fucked up anyway. And it's like, well, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what? every time that I'm not in the driver's seat, things go left all the time. And that's terrifying. <laughs> you don't really know what is um, certain this season or what relationships are going to make it this season, especially, like, even with me and Earn, Like, you know, the terrain is very, very, very um, unstable. And that is a little bit scary, you know what I mean? Because he's the reason that I'm even in this situation of becoming the success that I am, you know? So it's like when we're not, excuse me, near each other, you were wondering, like, well, how are we going to end up? Where are we going to be? Yeah. I like that it doesn't seem like the, film, the show's taken felt too much pressure to, like, really advance the story, like, you know, in terms of, like, Paperboy doesn't suddenly, like, blow up and everything. It's well, then you wouldn't want to watch it then, man. Like, you, if you give too much away of making it seem like, if you spoon-feed people this thing of, like, yeah, this is where we're going and this is how it's going to be, then the adventure of it is, is not as fun to take. It, it becomes, like, us serving you something and, 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 and force-feeding you this kind of, like, story and kind of timeline and we didn't want it to be like that you know that's what robin season kind of basically means you know like it's a different time of year it's a different um way to live and it's um it's a lot more um dangerous and you know i think that that's something that we like to do on our show is like we like to venture into the dangerous and the unknown and and kind of throw you off your axis a little bit from what you think you know because once you think you know where something's gonna go you kind of lose the season of it you kind of lose the flavor of it and we don't want to be that kind of show. Yeah, I just like the pace as well. Like, I just got out of a screening of uh, Westworld on HBO, and the show's just all about, like, information all the time, whereas, mm-hmm. like, you know, you can sit back with episode Atlanta and just watch you be driven around town by a barber, and it's, like, it's kind of more low-key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's also the fun of it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, Atlanta is the fifth character of this show, and, like, when you think you have Atlanta pegged, you don't know shit about it. You know, like, there's just always something constantly changing. It's the most malleable city in the world. It, it's constantly creating something new is constantly providing something new it's a it's a mecca that people come to that they don't even know what they want until they get there mm-hmm. and you can find it you know what i mean and it's also like black owned and black ran and like this is a black ass show it's our show it's our stories but what i love about it is that everybody can kind of like step up to the table and like be served something new that they didn't even know that they could and like how it relates how it even transcends all, all the way over here is is really and translates over here is really great yeah. You know, I never even thought of anything like that. But it goes to show that stories are stories are stories and that people want to see that, I think. I think that when you keep doing something so cookie-cutter, you kind of start to believe those stories are real and are part of you. But if you do something that's really real and that people can relate to, then you can't fail. I guess like, everyone can like, relate to Alfred and the idea of being caught between like feeling like you have to play the game of... like. Right. But also really not wanting to do it and not wanting to do all the social media. Well, yeah, well, it's also all about the game you choose. You know, most of us choose the games that we want to do. But as far as Alfred, he didn't really choose that game. Like, he really just rapped because he thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. And then someone was like, well, no, you can really join this game and make make a big deal out of it. And he, that's not what he wanted. And he really just wanted to continue to live his life the way he did. And all of a sudden, somebody, like, took to it and, like, ran with it. And now he has to figure out how to navigate that shit. And that's not necessarily what he wanted to do. Yeah. I feel like the show is often like, it's not a huge amount of dialogue and often it's more about the kind of the vibe you're getting from the characters and the, and the feel and the, and the looks and that kind of stuff. Does that take, is that difficult to prepare or do you prepare much or is it more just let's see what happens in the moment when you come to shoot it? I just try to be present, man. I try to be present because like, 
like I said, Atlanta is the fifth character, man. So, like, if it's saying that I'm in a barbershop and I'm waiting for this fool coming in to cut my hair and he's late, you know, <laughs> like, I'm going to, like, you have to use all those things. And, and I don't really necessarily know how I'm going to respond until it happens to me, you know what I mean? And I think that's what's great about this show is it captures the happenings of things that happen to us in that moment. Like, you know, it doesn't necessarily say that he stares off or does this or does that. It's just the feeling of what the, the scene gives me and what the people provide. And I think that's the great thing of what we do is we capture that and we, like, reflect it back to people. Because, I, I mean, I'm not in the editing room. I don't know what they're going to keep and what they're going to, like, yeah. throw away. So it's like, but the essence of what the relationships are of those people or, or what we provide, it's, 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 it's up to them to, to choose, pick and choose what those things are. And luckily, and so fortunately, they choose the things that, really do reflect exactly the feelings of what we're going through, man. I mean, like, that's the kind of greatness of what our show is, I think. It's just, like, presenting it as is. We're not trying to put on anything. We're not trying to, like, be, like, hammering anybody over the head with, like, message. This is the message. Like, yeah. we're just there. We're just, we're like, we're, it's, it's a happening. It happens. Yeah, I think that's the one thing that makes Atlanta so good. It's, like, a lot of shows and films can be, like, really on the nose with the message. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it feels a bit, like, over, overly sentimental or whatever mm-hmm. whereas like sometimes you, the end of, you come to the end of the, an episode and the, the, it's more like a shrug the way it finishes right. rather than like some big conclusion right right yeah yeah because I think the first season we didn't want it to be anything so precious we didn't want it to be this thing of like oh man like we have something so special like this is but this season is a little bit different because it's like now we're in a different land now we're in a different like territory with uh, where our characters are going and you really want to be as honest with them as you possibly can you don't want to sugarcoat anything about like loss and mental health and and relationships and friendships like these things that are worth fighting for you know and like you know robin season the title of it really just tells you what it is we all get robbed of something man like every single one of us has been robbed of something and it's like you know it's like robbery is like a happening that like you're just like oh my god what the hell just happened like what I didn't even know that anybody wanted that from me until they decided that that's what they wanted from me and did everything they could to take it. And so it's like when we came to this season, it was like, you know, just like be honest about the loss, be honest about the pain, be honest about the hurt, be honest about the joy as well. And, you know, I think that Hero and and, and Donald and Steven and all our writers, Stephanie included, like all of them, they really found a way to challenge us and themselves and, and, and make these stories and these scenarios that happen um, be as real as possible. Yeah. yeah. I'm kind of quite in, interested in like, the dynamic between the three people you just mentioned. So obviously everyone knows Donald Glover so well, but doesn't don't know Stephen Glover so much. And Hero has been like working on some, like he did This Is America video, right? Mm-hmm. He's like working on loads of amazing projects right now and seems like he's really like coming up. I wondered how those, how those three work and what they like to work well, with. Well, the thing is people think they know everyone yeah. they think they do but that like you know i was with donald the night before and i had no idea that this is america was coming out you know what i mean like <laughs> you know it's like you, when you think you know somebody so well it doesn't allow you to really open up your mind about what all the adventures and, and, and kind of creative things that they can go on are because you kind of think you have them pegged and i think that's something special about everybody that we work with on atlanta is that we don't try to pigeonhole anybody we like we want to see everybody go out there and venture out and do something so different i mean i don't think anybody thought that i would go and do a broadway play and get nominated for a tony for it you know that was just something i wanted to do i don't think anybody Mm -hmm. thought that jazzy was gonna go out and be domino and deadpool you know what i mean we went and did it and it's like that's the great thing about all of us is that we go out and we 
defy these expectations of what people can think about us. And I'm not trying to like gloat in any kind of way, but that support and that kind of familial unit is what allows us to go out and branch out and do these things like that. You know, there's no fear. We show up in, and we show up in the, and, and show our messy all the time, man. We show our messiness all the time because I always say, show me your messy and you can show me who you really are. Because then it becomes about how we protect each other and how we, these stories become um, not just my stories, but everybody's stories. And, you know, like, that's that's the fun of doing the show, man. It's like there's nowhere to hide, but at the same time, there's plenty of spaces to be protected and hide at the same time. And, you know, you just never want to give everybody all of what you are. You don't ever want people to think that they can pigeonhole you and keep you in this one little box yeah. because... You know, that's why I always call him Alfred and not Paperboy, because Alfred is it's what I hold. Paperboy is what everybody else possesses. And, you know, you kind of got to have those things because, you know, possession is, is just something when people think that they can possess you. It, it kind of changes the way that you view yourself. And you want to make sure that you hold something near and dear to you that nobody else can take, you know. And I think that that's what Atlanta is for us. It's very near and dear to us. It is very precious. Uh, and it's really nice that we can open it up and people are receiving it so well and feeling like we're showing stories that they can relate to at the same time. Yeah. It becomes like a, I don't know, it's, it's, it's another entity within itself. And it's really nice to be amongst that and to see that we can continue to keep playing with each other because it really is just that. It is just play. We're up to just playing with each other. Yeah, it comes across that way, like that, like it's someone or a set of people's baby, you know, and that yeah. the the network hasn't got to interfere with it too much, and it's just this creative space that's off happening in its own like little world. I yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned them. Um, I'd like. I'd love to see the play you're in. It's like a Kenneth Lonergan. Yeah, it's Kenneth Lonergan's play, Lobby Hero. We had a ten week run, man. Um, I worked with some of the most amazing creative minds in the world. You know, I got to work with Bell Powley, who. She and I did a movie called White Boy Rick that's coming out pretty soon um, with Matthew McConaughey and directed by the amazing Yann Demange and um, Chris Evans, who just is just a beast, man. Like He's one of the best actors I've ever seen. Michael Sarah as well. Uh, and it was it, it was well-received, man. It was really cool how it all went on. And, you know, me and Mikey snagged some Tony nominations. We had the Tonys on Sunday. And uh, it was great, man. It was really great to, A, go back to my city, you know, to be back in New York doing my thing and be to be back on the stage, man. Like, it, it, that's where I started. It was like, it was also kind of a mindfuck too because like as we were doing the play, Atlanta was premiering at the same yeah. time. So like I was on stage and then doing like coming off stage and like going home to watch the episodes. It was like, oh, right, here it is. Like it's all happening at the same time. But it was cool, man. I mean, like that's where I started. That's That's what got me my... My my um that's where I like cut my teeth first, man. Being yeah. on the stage, so it was nice to go back and be um, recognized by the New York theater community the way it was. Yeah, it must be so exciting coming off stage and then your like phone's blowing up because Atlantis has come out. And everyone's like talking about that. It's yeah, nice. man, it was really nice, man. I mean, it means that the the work that I put in was being recognized, yeah. you know. And then at the, the same time, it, it allowed me to be very um <laughs> present. You know what I mean? Because when you're doing the stage, it's live every night. You go up there and you're doing it, and there's like a live audience, like they're sitting right in front of you, who's going through the story right along with you. Yeah. You know, play. You go from beginning to end. Like every night, it's like beginning to end. Whereas with Atlanta, you know, I remember being down there filming these things, these episodes coming out every week. It was new and fresh for me too. So it was really cool to have that experience. Yeah, hopefully this is a flattering uh, comparison. But your performance in Atlanta actually reminds me a little bit of. 
James Gandolfini also started out in. You were like, this, yeah. this is like the second time Gandolfini's really? come up, man. Yeah, because yeah. someone's like, I just binge watched Sopranos. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's really cool, man. Like, that's really, like, like to be Tony Soprano, that's really dope. It's something, it's something about the eyes, you know. Alfred's got these sad eyes, and you can see what's kind of, I feel like I can see what's going on behind them, and I, the same thing with Tony Soprano. That is a great comparison, <laughs> man. I, I truly, truly appreciate that, man. He was, he was a master, he man. He was, yeah. It really was. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, um, so obviously, so you studied in Atlanta, right? And you yeah, I went to undergrad at Morehouse spent College. Spent quite a few years there. Yeah. Have you got an impression just from like being around there of like what Atlanta the city makes of Atlanta the show? Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Going back to second season was unbelievable because, you know, it would have been one thing if we did a show called Atlanta and just like sucked at it. You know what I mean? Like if we went to Atlanta and did a show called Atlanta and Atlanta did not like it, they will let you know, man. And, like, especially for me, like, playing the character that is from Atlanta. Like, Alfred is born and bred in Atlanta. Yeah. If I did not do the justice to this this character that's from SWATS, you know, Southwest Atlanta, that, you know, was born and raised there, they will let you know, man. And I, that's, that was my biggest thing is I don't want to lie on these characters. I don't want to lie on this city. I want, it, I want it to show for the city that it is, like, this fresh, innovative open world like that just black people like can thrive and own and be who the hell they want to be and Atlanta coming back the second season was unbelievable because there was just so much love man like so much love from them and just Atlanta fans period man like I like hearing fans say thank you over and over again for the show it will never get old to me it will never it will never um cease to amaze me because then it just means that I got to step my game up every single time that I go in on that set because you know there are people who are looking at it you know the re- representation matters man you know it really does matter I'm glad that we are representing Atlanta to the best because the A don't play like it will let you know if it didn't think you were giving your most authentic self or representing it in the most authentic way and so going back to the second season was unlike anything in the world. And now, now it sucked a little bit because I couldn't go to the places that I really wanted to because I love Lennox Mall, but I was like, I can't go to Lennox <laughs> Mall like that anymore, man. But it's it's all good, and, and I hope that Atlanta knows that we're just going to continue to do everything we can to, like, represent it in the best way. So I'm I'm really glad that the city uh, embraces us the way it does. Yeah, man. Well, I'm really enjoying it. Everyone, you know, everyone in my impression always asks me, like, what should I be watching? I'm always like, Atlanta. Thanks, <laughs> man. Keep doing that, man. I really, rep- I really, yeah, yeah. really, really, really respect that. And I'm looking what you do next, yeah. Thanks, man. Cool, I'll man. be all over, man. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. That was Colonels for this week. I hope you enjoyed our chat. Brian was a fun guy to talk to. Turned up to the episode in jorts and a turquoise necklace, looking very majestic. And thanks for listening. And uh, I'm not going to go on the whole follow us on Twitter thing this week, but, you know, maybe tell a friend. you got a friend out there who's interested in this kind of thing you think might like it. Please do recommend the show. That would mean a lot to me. All right. Thanks, guys, and I'll see you soon. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? 
Go stream something new on Hulu.